When you're down, let the wondrous love of Jesus get your feet back on the ground. You can overcome your trials, dangers coming for your mind. Don't give up when you're down. Don't give up when you're down. Let the wondrous love of Jesus get your feet back on the ground. You can overcome your trials, dangers coming for your mind. Good evening, dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakunde. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. I bring you good tidings. Welcome. God bless you all. How are you all doing? It's a beautiful and a lovely day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I and my household shall rejoice and be glad in it. Yes. You are all welcome. How are you all doing? Where are you listening from? What time is it? How long have you been listening to me? And what keeps you 
here? Like what makes you come back each time? What brings you back? Why do you keep coming? Send me an email. Let me know. God bless you all. But before we dive into today's message, let's welcome Abba Father. Let's welcome Yahweh. For he is the King of kings, the Lord of Lord, the mighty man in battle. Father, we worship you. We welcome you. We adore you. Yahweh, speak through me. Take all the glory when you are done. Bless your children, Father. You should be heard and not me, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Yahweh. As I cover us all with your precious blood, blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. I just said, send me an email. Tell me how long you've been listening. From where did somebody share it? Did somebody invite you? How did you get the messages? How did you get to find me? Is it on um, Anchor Now, Spotify pod, podcast? Or are you listening from Apple Podcasts or web browser? Or how? How did you get to know me? Just send me an email, okay? God bless you as you do that. You are all welcome. It's Sunday and it's Thanksgiving service. I don't know what you are dealing with, what you are going through, what situation you are having or you find yourself in. Now, but listen, God's unfailing love is there at your beck and call. Run back to him. Never give up because Jesus will not give up on you. Never give up. Listen, there are people who, when they gave their life, right, when they repented, they were like, "Mm, okay. And probably all the promises or prophecy they gave them, they had told them, like, you see, I see you are going to be a great woman of God. You are going to go places. You will do this. You will do that. Sorry. I don't know why I'm yawning. Probably somebody's hungry. (laughs) Right? And... um, we are on a 30 days fast with my apostle, Apostle Belema Billy. She's right now in Kenya. Yes, and fast has been broken an hour 30 minutes ago, but I was getting ready to come on. I've not been able to eat. I mean, I've put some small bites in my mouth, but I haven't eaten yet. But that's fine. So I said, let me preach before I eat. I don't want distraction. I don't want to feel so heavy. You know, I'm not really feeling hungry, but kind of, I don't know how to say it. But that's by the way. So if you're wondering why I'm yawning like that. (laughs) Right, God bless you all. So as I was saying, there are people that they have been called or they have the God upon, or they call upon God. The God, sorry, what am I saying? There are people who have the call of God upon their life, Right. There are people that they were being prophesied to that you do great things. We see you go places. We see you having a ministry. We see this. We see that. Oh, in the next years, the way you are going to operate, you operate in a supernatural way. Nobody will understand you or nobody can understand you. People are going to, you know, you are going to have this great ministry. You tour around the world. You bring people to Christ. And it's been years. Probably they told you that, let's use a year, 2017. In 2014, nothing. You've not gone anywhere. You've not left your country to go anywhere for any program. Even in your country that you are, you have not been doing, you have not been organizing any programs, like any revivals, nothing of that sort. Even in your church, 
They have not even given you the mic for once that come and preach for five minutes. People don't even recognize you as a woman of God. Probably you only go online and you preach and that's it. And now you are beginning to wonder. You are wondering, did I hear this prophecy well or not? Did God really call me? Did that man of God really say so? Is it true? Now I got good news for you. Don't give up. That's the good news. Because God has set dates and time for everything. Listen, a year in our eyes or in our sight can be like five years, ten years from now in God's sight. But one thing I know for sure and that I've come out this evening to remind you is that when God's time comes, nobody can stop you. When that time has come that God said, this is the time, nobody. And it's going to be work, 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 work. You might be like, oh, now what am I even doing? This is the time for you to grow, for you to study the word, to grow in wisdom, in knowledge, to have a mastery of it. So when you are faced with crowd, you don't have panic attack. <laughs> because there are some people, yeah, we want this crowd. But when people start, you can't even stand, face your congregation that is less than 50 people. You can't hold a mic and stand there and preach without you stammering, without you shaking, without you chewing your words. And you want God to give you now, just push you there, boom, in front of these hundreds of people, probably three, four, five hundred people, even 1,000 people in a big auditorium. You see yourself with about five to six hundred people. Are you sure you'll be able to walk that stage when they call you? Are you ready for that? You know, when you sit at the comfort of your home or you, wherever you are, you feel, I know I can do this. Have you even gathered four, five, ten people? Take me your siblings in your house or your neighbors. Put them and start to preach to them. Look at them in their eyes. When you're talking to people, it's different. One, two, three is different. But when you stand in front of people, that's when you know that it's a different ball game. When you are behind your camera, your phones now, or you put on your camera and you're there, you, you, you go on live, Facebook live or wherever, you preach and you think that's, oh, that's okay. When you go to the field, it's different. So don't say, I'm giving up. I'm not even sure that thing is true. No. Or probably God himself called you, ordained you. Maybe in your dreams. And you're like, and I was just dreaming. Don't joke with your dreams. And since he told you, he said, go, I've called you. I've ordained you. I've put power in you. I've anointed you, rather. Go and preach. Go and liberate my children. Go. And you wake up. Probably you wake up from the sleep hearing that voice. Go, go. And you're like, hey, God has called me. I have to start doing great things for him. You're still waiting for assignment. One year, two years, three, four, five. You're like, oh, it was just a dream. You give up. That dream is definitely going to die. It won't come to pass if you give up so easily. You have to hang in there. He has said go, but you don't know when. And he might say go tomorrow. You wake up. It doesn't mean that uh, same tomorrow. We all have different assignments. Listen, 
There are people who are about to give up. This message, you know yourself, this message is for you. There are so many people who doubt has been creeping in, in their mind. Did God really ask me to do this? Did God really tell me? Before you give up, think of your why, your reason, why you accepted Christ in the first place, or why you accepted the assignment, or why you believe that for real is God who called you and anointed you, and you believe the prophecy. Those things should keep you grounded. I'll tell you my case, I was fortunate to have a video. So each time, you know what God told me? He said, go and deliver the women in Africa. When? He didn't tell me when. He said, six months from now, you will walk in mysterious ways. No one will recognize you. How many years are we now? That was in March. 23rd of March of 2021, 22, 23. March this year will make it three years. I started preaching May officially online here. 15th of May, 2021. So this year, spring this year, is going to be three years that God called me. He ordained me himself. He said, I've put a sword in your right hand. That's an anointing. He has anointed me himself. He said, put a sword in your right hand. Go. He said, when you don't understand anything, call on me. These are not small words. And these things were all coming out from my mouth. And a sister of mine, we're praying. She turned on the camera and she videoed me. So since God says six months from now, no one will recognize you walk a mysterious way. What have I done? Nothing. I'm still me. But have I given up? No. Well, let's say I got said six months. I was waiting that six months. Oh, that was March, April, May, June, July, August, September. It means by October of that year, latest November. Man, I walk, I walk in mysterious way. That is the exact word. That he used, he spoke through my mouth. He said, you walk in mysterious way, no one will recognize you. Well, I was thinking, yeah, maybe I would just start organizing programs, praying for people, healing people, delivering people, doing things. I don't know. The things that I would do, that you know, this is, this can only be God. I share with you all here the first time. I'm part of my children that I pray for them. And lay hands. I've not lay hands on anybody. Even when I went home and I organized the revival. It was when I came back. And I went to a shop. And the girl there who is selling there. She called her a shopkeeper. She's the one I prayed for. And I laid my hands on her stomach. That's the only person. And she said, I felt it. Remember, it's cool. We're having t-shirts, pullover. She said she felt it. I just must say, that was not my hand. That was the hand of God going in there to fix whatever needs to be fixed. I haven't given up. At times I go back and I listen to, I watch that video. I'm like, wow. The words that were coming out from my mouth, 
this one can only be God. He said, you, you have always loved me. You wanted to become a reverend sister. But what the enemy messed up with me, I started living in the world. I'm a fine girl. Oh, I'm beautiful. I'm this and that. He said, but I blended it in my plans. You were in the world doing your thing. How did he blend it? He knows best, but to my own little knowledge, how did I go back to Christ? Things were not working for me. So he, he allowed it to go that way. Anyway, the enemy thing is using you, but the enemy is going to make things tough. You'll get to a point that it will be stuck and you will come back to me. And I'm going to use it. Probably that's what he means by he blended it with his plans. That word would not have come out from my own mouth. There's no way I would have used a word like that. There is no way I would have said I blended it with my plans. When I look at the video, the way the, the way I was even talking, the laughter, ha ha ha. I know that is not how I laugh. That is not me. When I'm led. I will play it here. You all will listen to it. The day God anointed me himself. So now, six months has passed. We are going into the third year. I've not done any miracles. Even when I went home, I prayed as I was led to people, general prayers. I didn't call people to do one-on-one. -on -one. I didn't lay hands, nothing. I blessed water, they drank, nothing. But while I was preaching, God was walking. The Holy Spirit was administering to people. Two people came out and they said they had uh, um, what confession to make. This guy who came and said he had unforgiveness for 10 years. He released the people. God set him free. He said the Spirit of God was telling him to let go. Another girl who was there, my sister-in-law's junior sister, my brother's wife, junior sister, she said there's somebody who was there for her when she was sick and this person has asked her for help. She, didn't, she has not been able to go there because she keeps saying, eh, I will go and I have enough money. But as she's there like that, she's leaving that place as we are done. Because we're giving the one who rounded up with the, the services, the, the service. She says she's leaving now like this. She's going straight to the hospital. Whatever amount she has there, she's going to give them. God was working in people. <clears throat> I didn't lay hands. Is that not mystery? Is that not? I asked this guy, I said, have you not been going to church? Is it that I've not been speaking, preaching on forgiveness in your church? He looked at me. Of course, they have been doing it. The Spirit of God had to touch him. Will I give up on God now? That no, it's been more than six months since you called me. Nothing is happening. No. I'm hanging in there. I believe and I know at the right time I will start working in that way. I'm using your now is training. All this I'm doing with you guys here. This is just intro. This is training ground for me. That's how I see it. God is using me to teach me, to build me, to impact me, to give me wisdom and knowledge. He's this he's nurturing me. So when the right time come, I'll go out there and boom, nobody will be like, ah. Come to think of it. Imagine that God just called me then, as he called me on that 23rd of March. And the next day, nobody knows this. So 
Before then, I was posting small, small scriptures. Let me put it that way. I can post John 3, 16, for God so loved the way. Or I make short videos, repent, oh, forgive people. I post it and I go. Nobody was even taking me serious then. I can say that. They were just looking at, like, what's going on with Katia anyway? Maybe she just, you know, maybe she just read her Bible and she just felt as to post this. Maybe, maybe, I don't know what was going through their mind. I was still having friends who were still living in the world who talk from time to time. Not even from time to time, we're talking. It's after that date that I started withdrawing completely. Because when I had that dream, 20th of August, I was still talking with my friends. Even though I didn't stop completely, but once in a while, but when everything stopped completely, I remember it's when my book came out. I had just this one friend that we could really talk. When my book came out in March, in April of 2021, when I published and released my book, she came to my statue. She saw it. She didn't say a word. Because it was flying all over the place on Facebook. It was there. On my WhatsApp status, I would post them. I will make videos and talk about it. Grab your copy. Before it came out, even... We're doing a, a, a video of it talking, publicity, and then when it came, it was there. That's when I'm sure it got your call on her life. For real, this girl has really gone, you know. So now, before then, I will post those videos and those scriptures. I'm not sure people were taking me serious. People also really believed that, oh, this one is really a woman of God, and she has really turned a new page. When my book came out, they saw the book, My Experience with Jesus. Oh, this is something serious. So imagine now that that was in March. The book came out in April. That March, that same day that God called me, anointed me. I wake up the next day, start doing things, maybe organizing programs. What do you think people will say? Or how do you, no, we don't even bother about people will say, do you think people will even take me serious? Or what would be the, re I don't know. Do you think I'll even go out there and really represent my father so much? Because I really, I had no good, no knowledge. I won't say I had no knowledge, but I was not versed. At least I know some Bible scriptures, scriptures now. At least I can preach now. At least when I'm preaching on a topic, other topics, other ideas are coming or scriptures or stories to back it up. Yeah. Then my, my messages have been so shallow. Probably I'll go there and preach for 10 minutes. You don't know what to give them. Okay, you make flyers, put it out there. Oh, there's a program today in Dusseldorf. You give your, your, your address. You give the address of the venue and everything. And people will okay, let's go. There's a, there's a new woman of God in town. Hey, Katie's now a woman of God. She has a book now. Let's go there and see. That was March. April, your book is out. You're organizing the program. Come, please. Then people come. You don't have anything to tell them. Don't you think you're making a fool of yourself? Or somebody asks you a question, you can't even answer. In the Bible, I heard this. Is it true? You can't even answer. I don't know the Bible perfectly. I don't know all the Bible stories. I've read the Bible. But imagine somebody posts a question to you. Or somebody comes with a problem. As a woman of God, how do you help them? They're coming to complain to you. Don't you think I might just judge it as I used to the way I was in the world? Probably I lacked wisdom. 
I will not think that, oh, Father, they're asking me like this, talk to me, or listening to Father while that person is talking. Like, was it in October? Either October or early November. Somebody called me. That she has a problem with the fiance. I've been asking them, but why are you people not getting married? You don't need to make a big wedding. I didn't know the guy, the guy divorced. The guy was married, so he divorced his wife and was trying to fix things. I didn't know that there was a lot of complication, you know. So they didn't tell me. They were just smiling, laughing. They said, ah, you save you, you, and this. I said, no. You are living together. You are doing this. It's not good. We are, you are too mature to say you want to plan a big wedding now with all of this. You just need to go there. Get your man of God or do even a civil marriage. Sign with a weakness or two. That's all it takes. The man brings one, you bring one. You post sign and you go. I say, you don't need all of this. So I was just encouraged. I say, live right. Don't live with a man like this. It's not good. So this lady was complaining. From time to time, she would complain. Oh, do you know? So finally, she got to say, please, I want to see you. I said, okay, I'll be coming. That's how I went there. And while she was talking, I was just listening, looking at her. But at the same time, God was talking to me. What to tell her? And I told her, I said, this is what I'm hearing now. No more complaints. This is the time to see God's face. You know, there are some people, like, when they have issue, they don't know how to handle it. They have to tell everybody around them. Everybody will know what's happening with them. Oh, you see, my man, my man did this. My man did that. Oh, my wife, my wife is like this. You see, the eyes, your eyes, your back. And my husband is like that. Who is always, I don't know where everybody will know. And now you are complaining to these people who can't even help you. Some will just smile and laugh. And once you start doing it, or once you are doing it, they become used to you. They will not take you serious. But when you learn to keep things to yourself, and you call somebody that you feel, this is this person I can talk to, this person you poured your heart, this person will take you serious. Not somebody meets you in the supermarket. Now you know, how is your husband? And he's there. The way you answer, I know you have a problem. Next day, oh, my husband is doing well. Then next day, I beg, I don't even know. And he just left the house. And me and him, we are, we are quarreling. We are not in good terms. And you go your way. The next time, you say, you know, this one. Nobody will take you serious. So that's what I heard. And I told her, I said, it's time you stop complaining and pray. I said, you might be saying, oh, marriage is this. Oh, he's doing it. You might be looking at it with your physical eyes. But a lot of spiritual things. She said, yes, it's true. Oh, from my family, this one is fighting. From his family, this and this. Yeah, he had this. And she was now opening up. I said, so you see? And that's what I heard. That she should stop complaining and pray. So instead of nagging, that, oh, you, he, he has done that. You are seeing that those mistakes. The enemy will be using those things to, 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 you know, to get you annoyed. And then you talk. And before you know, you curse him. You use some bad words. And the enemy will sow it. That seed that you planted will grow. You keep watering it with bad words and it will grow. As you are insulting, look at you. This useless man. And this man, that's how you become. Even you people listening to me, learn to speak good words. Pray. Even if your spouses are doing something, we are all human. Sit quiet if you don't have anything good to say. On your mind, don't murmur. Bless them. Father, I am angry, but bless him, Father. Let him see his error, Yahweh. Father, let her see her error. 
You wake up in the morning and tell you are even giving him or her a hug. You are praying for them. May your day be blessed. You don't even need to utter. You don't need to shout. In your mouth, you hope your day be blessed. I pray for your finances. Open doors for you. I pray for good health. I cover you with the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. They don't need to know. It's not all the time that you pray and tell somebody or make the person make it obvious. You might even sit in your living room with your husband, you're watching a movie, you hold his hands or hands, and you're praying for them. Do not even know that you are praying. And God will answer your sacred prayers. So imagine that somebody has started doing things because God has said that I just go and start doing things without even wait, waiting to listen to God. And things like this, they face me with. I will not even have the ear to hear because I'll be going by my flesh. Because God has said six months, okay, let me put things in place. You make mistakes. Don't rush. Now is the, recognize the season you are in. I think I've preached a message like this before. Recognize the season you are in. If it's waiting season, wait. Wait. Enjoy this season because it will pass. There'll be a time you'll be like, oh, I wish I had a time that I can just relax in my house and just, you know, have fun with my kids or watch a movie or go out. Because when work will come, eh, it will be from one program to another. God will take you, send you here, go to this place, go to this city. God will be giving you assignment and assignment and you can't do anything about it. Then you'll be begging for time to relax. There is no time. So this season that you are in now, Enjoy this season. Don't give up on God. The worst thing you can do to yourself is giving up on God and going back to your old life. The way the enemy will mess you. Oh, because know that he is angry. The fact that you repented, he's wounded, he's angry, and then you are coming back now. You are giving up on God. Don't, because God will never give up on you. If you look at even in the Bible, There are great people in the Bible that God called. They didn't start immediately. We didn't study. They didn't start doing the work of God immediately. It took time. I remember once I was watching Joyce Meyer, it popped up on my Facebook feed, and she was talking how she didn't just start preaching like this. She started holding prayer meetings. Was it once a week or something? First of all, God asked her to quit her job. I think she quit the job. Or what? Then she was doing prayer meetings. She was a mother and she was holding this prayer. I think it was once every Wednesday or so. You know, it starts with small gathering. Before you know it, she started preaching in the church, in the congregation where she was going. And then I think people started inviting her. That's how God himself will make that connection. Don't fight for it. Don't. You might go and find yourself with the wrong people. There are a whole lot of fake prophets out there. You might find yourself with one. You might go and stand on a pulpit that you don't know on what foundation is being built. Be careful. Be careful. Even Jesus said that they will say, Lord, Lord, we cast demon using your name. We heal. He will say, I do not know you because they are not of him. Or they are not his. Don't think because 
He's a church. He's a man of God. He's saying, God bless my sister, carrying a Bible, doing this. Said, no, God once showed me a dream, Father. Thank you. God once showed me a dream. Sometime, was it last year or two years ago? I was only watching. Like I was in a church. I stood at the door of the church. And this pastor was preaching. I think it was he was praying for people. I don't know if it was deliverance he was doing. And he had a microphone. He had this mic. So when you come and stand in front of him, he will lay hands on you and you will go. And there was an unseen man in the altar. This man sat there and he was doing drawing some drawings. Now it was like it was zoom for me to see it. I could see him drawing some drawings, making some signs on his lap, on his thighs. He was making so when you come, the nobody is seeing him. The pastor is there in front, standing there, and he's seated right behind on the pulpit. And the pastor is somewhere there in front of the church, praying for members when they come, he will lay hands. That man was doing that thing. And I got an understanding that he's exchanging people's destiny. When you come, the pastor lays hand on you as he's praying for you. The man sees already, knows this one is going to be great. This one is going to be exchanged and give you something. Probably a pastor is even prophesying, oh, I see money coming. He takes the money that he's coming. He blocks it. And I saw it. I was just watching. When I woke up from this dream, I was like, what? If I go into my dream book, I think I can find this. I don't remember if it was when we we're doing the 30 days fast like we are doing right now. 30 day fast, days fast, I think 2022, January of 2022. If my memory don't fail me, I was doing my own fasting. Except then I go into my prayers book, where I write my dreams rather, then I find that if I wrote that down. That's why I tell you people, fasting is good. And each time I fast, each time I pray and fast, God always reveals something to me. I have never done a fasting that I like devote my time praying, studying the word and without God revealing something to me. Even this one, day two, God revealed something huge. I was like, God, I saw a dream. When I woke up, I was like, what is this? Yes. We are doing a 30 days fast. Apostle started this. 2022 was the first time we did a 30 days fast. January. But it was started. It was on the 3rd. To the 3rd of February we did 2022. Then we did last year. This is the third time we are doing it. God revealed. So don't rush that because God said you are going to be preaching, you want to start going to churches or you want to make connection. You see this pastor, you are following them. You are doing before you know they invite you or you are forcing yourself or you organize a program and you are inviting men of God to come. You don't know what spirit, which spirit they are dealing with. You don't know. So be careful. Don't rush. God himself who called you anointed you, will order your steps. The people he wants you to work with, he will connect those people. He might even connect you with a false prophet. 
but they will not do you anything because God's hand is with you, upon you. He's the one who linked you up for a reason. Maybe he wants you to see what they are doing. Maybe he wants to expose something to you. Yes. So you go and I go to a church and stand there on their puppet. You don't know what foundation they build their church on. It's a church, but really, do they worship God? Do they worship God? So be careful out there, people of God. Be careful. God will give you, God will put, he'll put things in place. You might see now like you are waiting. That person that will take you to the next level, probably that person is still in the world doing something. Probably that person has not yet repented. But that person has the right connection. That person will repent. Maybe just stumble on your video. Maybe you're a preacher. You're preaching on live on Facebook. This person will just stumble and say, oh, I'm frustrated. And this pray for me. And you pray and say, oh, he start telling you his story. He's a businessman. And he has all these things, but he doesn't have peace. And you need to pray for him and lead him to Christ. You say, repent. Only Jesus can give you the peace that you seek. And you'll be like, Really? You accept Christ. And before you know he has peace, you'll come back and testify. And he's like, I have to sow in your life. Um, I am led seriously to sow into your ministry. He brings in the money and God is giving you an assignment. God is like telling you, go to this country and organize an assignment. Go here. But then you've already also have members. Now you are going, God will provide the phone. But if you want to do it on your own, you start struggling. Maybe you start to save money that you don't really have enough. But then you see that God brought somebody who provided the funds for you. And you have members. This person might even tell you, listen, I'm going to talk to my friends. I know this. Bring his own people and tell them, you know me, how reckless my life was. I had money. I never had peace. I was going to the nightclub drinking and smoking. And this is me now. See, my life has changed. Come, this pastor or this woman of God led me to Christ. Yes. Now you have followers that you have members that you go, you lead them to Christ. Before you finish, God is sending you to our next assignment. Don't rush. Grow. Enjoy the season you are in. Just ask him. You might feel frustrated at times. I understand. Ask him, say, Father, what is the next? What is for me this year? What is your plan for me this year? What am I supposed to do this year? What is my assignment? This year, there is no harm in asking him. And even if it's a dream you see, ask him, pray and pray again for confirmation. Because when you are so desperate, even the enemy can give you something. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is God. No. When you're proving too desperate, even the enemy. I remember when I was about going home. I think some weeks before I would go. When I went in July, it was still school time. It was June because I had this dream and then I saw myself in my school. Like I was going and somebody, a pastor, was standing outside and he was like, um, before you go, you can call me for prayers. Let me pray for you. Then in the dream, I said to my mind, I said, ah, call you for prayers. You want to steal my anointing and my gift. Then I woke up I was like, oh, look at. I just laughed. If I need prayers, I'll call my apostle, I'll call my mentor, my woman of God who led me to Christ. But now, 
if you are this spirit and you are that one who wants to have connections, you want to have this because you want to be going here and be preaching, you're like, hey, I saw this pastor in my dream. Maybe if your spirit, you know why I said that in my dream? Normally dreams, we don't even know what happens in our dreams. But why did that come out from my mouth? Because in real life, I'm not this spirit to go and preach in anybody's church. In real life, I'm not desperate for anybody to pray for me, a part of my woman of God. And she has taught us that go to God yourself in prayers. She shows us Christ. She doesn't draw us to herself. It could be somebody else who is using that man of God's face. It could still be the man of God. But because in real life, I'm not desperate, I reject her in my sleep. I said, huh, let me come for you to pray so you steal my anointing. And my gift. I said it. So we have to be careful. If you look at even Jesus in the Bible. Jesus who is the Messiah. Jesus who is the Messiah. Jesus read the book of Luke. Luke 2 verse 39 to 52. Jesus was born. He came here on earth on a mission. He was revealed to his parents. An angel visited Mary, told Mary, told Joseph also, you have this child. Mary will have a child. That child will be great. Name him this. He will come. He will save his people. They didn't know how that is going to happen. They gave birth to this child. Mary was wondering how it's going to happen. When, you know, so let me, know, let me make it short because of my time here. I don't want this thing when it exceeds 56 or so, it shows red. So now, Mary took this child when he was 12 with the husband. What happened to Jesus? Jesus was missing for 30 days and he was in the temple preaching. The mother and the father, they look for him. Go and read the book of Luke 2, 39 to 52. When they found him, he said, don't you know I'm going about my father's business, that he'll be in his father's house. They took him, went back, but the mother was wondering, what about, how is this child going to be? All those thoughts were running through Mary's mind, right? Why did Jesus not start, like as he was born, two years, three years he's talking, Four years. Why did he not start doing something? I'm sure in the house he was doing some things that the mother would be looking like, mm, okay. Yeah, because, you know, God told her, or the angel told her how great he's going to be. So maybe from time to time, maybe he even pray or say some words. There's some, having to be around children who use some words and you're like, this one is an Oma or an Opa. The way they, they'll say some words that you look at, they say, no, this is not a baby, Right? Yes. I'm, so, I'm sure Jesus was doing things that the mother would look at him and say, mm, this one. Okay, well, let me wait and see. But Jesus did not start immediately. Even at that 12, when he did that at the temple, he came, but the Bible says he went with his parents and he was submissive to them. He was submissive to his parents. He was living like a normal child, obeying the parents. Go around, play football in the street and come back. They'll call him, Jesus, come, wash the dishes. He would do that. The parents will shout, take, follow your father to the carpet, to the, the workshop. Why didn't you go and, go and give your father lunch? He, he was living like a normal child. But then he was doing what? Growing in wisdom and in knowledge. 
And he didn't start at once. He, he had to be baptized. He was baptized by John the Baptist. John the Baptist came, paved the way for him. John even said, no, I'm the one who is to come to you. He said, no, let's do it like that. The ministry started when? At the age of 30. This is the promised child. He didn't start when he was 20. He's matured enough. He didn't start 20. 22, no, 25, no, 30. That's when his ministry started. And he was just for three years. So you who is rushing now, always giving up. Hey, I'm tired. I've been waiting. I'm not doing anything. Nothing is working for me. I have just one follower. I don't even have anybody. At the time I'll make the messages, nobody will listen to it. And God is preparing you. Probably you are, I don't know how old you are now. 35. And God is like, no, this one will live up to 80. But their ministry will kick off when they are 50. Then they'll just work for me for 30 straight years. And I will call them home. How about that? Have you thought of that? And now you are 35. You are rushing. You want to start working now for God. Whereas he has programmed me that now from now to 50, you have 15 years just to be studying, to be growing in knowledge. When you are 50, you kick off. And you start taking you places. You start doing things for him, working for him. Oh, yes. And once you are 80, he will call you home. Have you thought about that? There are some people's ministry starts, immediately they are called. You don't know the assignment they have. Our assignments are different. We have different assignments. Don't say, oh, I was born again before this one. This one just came now today. Look at where they are. I've been in the church for years. And that is when it has to do with the flesh. Most people go astray when it's their flesh that is leading them. There are people who have been in the church. They're like, I'm supposed to be holding this position. They have not given me. I've been in this church from the beginning of the church. We were here when the when pastor started. I've been a faithful member. They're supposed to anoint me or, or, or what? What they call it? Appoint me a deaconess or anoint me as, a, as an evangelist or an assistant pastor. They are not doing this. I'm leaving the church. They leave the church. They go and start forming their church. Have you won? Have you not seen people like that? And where do those people? Confusion. They end up fighting themselves. They end up fighting with members. There's problem everywhere. Problem. Or when, before they leave, they take other members from that church. God will give you your own. Don't go and take members from somebody's church. Each person will have his own flaw. What did John the Baptist tell his disciples when they say, that man who came to you and you baptized, we saw him baptizing. Jesus wasn't even baptizing, it was his disciples. John the Baptist said, no one will come to me except the one that the Father gives me. And I told you, I'm not even a Messiah. He is the one I just came to pay for. I think even Jesus said that no one can come to him except the, the Father gives him them. Have you wondered why we have Catholic Church? We have praise. We have protest, what, what they call them. We have this. You have a church of all nations. You have this church, church of that, church of this, this. Have you wondered? People go to different churches. That's where they are called. That's where they have to go to. 
So why should it be a problem now? Now you are leaving the church, you are taking. If God has really called you and he says it's time for you to leave the church, he will give you your own members. You will not need to take the members from that church. He will give you your own members. You are listening to me. Is it that there are no other people who are, preach, people who are preaching here on, on Apple Podcasts or um, Spotify pod, Podcasts or... Yeah. Is it that? Nine. No. It's because you people are meant to be with me. I'm your woman of God. God has us. I don't. That's why I asked people to send me an email. I didn't even know that we'll get to where we are today. Did God tell you that follow this woman of God? Stay. How long have you been listening? There should be something that people will be here with me from the very onset. Why do you keep coming back? Yes, we all have our followers, our members, our apostles, our uh, mentors. Do you think I follow our apostles? Is it that I don't see other people on Facebook who are preaching? No. But that's where God sent me and that's, he told me. He said, remain under Belema. That's where I've sent you. I have a reason. I've placed you there. You stay there. That's where you will grow. That's where you, you stay there. Have you wondered why some people don't grow? They jump. They go here. Oh, where this man of God is raining? When is this one raining? They run and go there. Oh, this one is the one that is raining. The latest man of God. This one have power. Whoop, they go there. They are jumping everywhere. My proprietor back then in secondary school once said, a rolling stone garden knows moist. And it's true. You listen to this one till tomorrow you go. By the time you come back, this one has already gone. You don't even know what's happening in the ministry again. Because you, you've lost Con connections, you don't even know what has happened in between. You're like, hey, I'm confused. What are they saying? What happened? Hey, the woman of God traveled. Hey, where did she go to? Hey, you are lost. By the time you go back to the other side, stay where God has placed you. Not even because of this, but because there's something there for you. Jesus did not just start preaching. He grew in wisdom, in knowledge. He stays submissive. Look at even Joseph. When the brother, they sold him as a slave. There were stages he passed through. Before becoming second in command. Read the book of Genesis. Read Genesis 37, right up to 40. You get the whole story there. He grew stages. He served. He was a prisoner. He went to the palace. And then this. And yes, he brought his brothers. You see how God blended the plan of his brothers with his plan. The brothers, they thought they are the one who sold him. Uh, let him go. We are jealous. And he's so annoying, telling us his dream. Let's see how those his dream will come to pass. So you know that you are seeing. Probably they are mocking you. God is like, wait, don't worry. Don't worry. Just stay there. Don't worry. Same with David. David Key Goliath. When I was doing my research, David was around between the age of 15 to 19 when he killed Goliath. He was anointed. But he became king at the age of 30. How many years did he wait? How many years? 
Joseph from 17 to 30, how many years? And he went through things. He had to learn. He served. He was in the prison. He gathered knowledge, wisdom everywhere. He interpreted a dream. He's learning. So don't give up. Don't say, eh, they prophesied this. They said, I'll be this. And nothing is happening. They told me, they said, one year from now, I'll be doing this. Yes. They told you one year from now. Don't you think that the enemy is also fighting? But the enemy can do nothing. God is blending whatever the enemy is doing with his plans. God told me I was going to go to Kenya last year. The same God who said, wait. Yes, he said, wait. He knows what he's seeing. Maybe as he said it, oh, the enemy said, okay, we are going to plan. We'll do this, we'll do that. I said, okay, my daughter will not go again. You wait. Instead of Kenya, go to Cameroon. Yes. Only God knows what he's doing. All we can do is seek his face, ask him questions. Father, what next? And don't be too desperate. Some of you just want it because of popularity and to be famous. Let him know you. Those who are not taking you serious, don't worry. You don't need to prove anything to anybody that you are a woman of God or a man of God that God has called you. Stay calm and keep praying. Keep studying the word. Grow in knowledge, in wisdom. So don't rush and don't give up on God. Jesus, who is God himself, God the Son. You think before God sent him to the world, God did not give him. He came with all the powers. He came with all the powers. Because they know you have to grow. Look at the way he answered the parents when he was 12. <laughs> Look at the way he answered the parents. Mm-hmm. Don't you know I'm going about my father's business? Don't you know I have to be in my father's house? And the prince will look at him like this. Hmm. So imagine at that age, if he talked like that, then God was like, okay, start doing the work. He will expose so many things. Because he was a child. Don't forget. But at 30, he has matured. And he had to die at the age of 33. So God is like, you just do your ministry quick for three years. And you come. Mm-hmm. So remember also, Remember that as well. When they came, the, the sisters came and looked for him while he was preaching. Somebody told him, your mother and your sisters and your brother are outside. What did he say? He didn't say, go and tell them, I'm not coming. He responded to that person. He said, who are my brothers? Who are my mother? He said, these ones here, listening to me. So I'm sure the mother and the siblings, they waited and he didn't come and they left on their own quietly. They left on their own quietly. Maybe if it, he was way younger, he would have gone and tell them, I have not seen them preach, I have to preach to these people. They'll be like, eh? Why is he talking to his parents like that? But he didn't even mind them. So people of God, be patient. Never give up on God because he will never give up on you, okay? Father, we thank you for this message for today. We thank you for the gift of life. We thank you for your grace, your mercy and patience with us. 
We pray, Lord, and may you forgive us. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us for lack of knowledge. If we are giving up on you at any time, forgive us. Have mercy. Have mercy, Father. We ask all this through Christ, your only Son. Amen. And I pray that this new week is blessed. You're going out and you're coming in his place. May God put his angels in front of you to lead you and behind to wash over you. Whatever you do with your hands, God will bless them. May he bless the work of your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I soak you all with the precious blood, blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name we've prayed.